Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hello, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to our little podcast here at growingingrace.org. It is the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, Mike Kapler there. The cap, and we're getting set to talk about the grace of God and his love and mercy and goodness that he has given to us freely. His very own righteousness, something that we could never, ever, 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 ever have ever, ever measured up to, is something that he gave us freely. Uh, the law had showed people that, hey, you want to try to be righteous by what you do? Okay, here's here's some commandments. Here's, here's a bunch of commandments, in fact. You just try to go ahead and do it. The truth is, nobody has ever been able to do it. And so the point with the law was, hey, you can't do it, and uh, you're guilty. And so Jesus came along. He became sin for us so that we might become what? We might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Again, it's the free gift of God that he's given us. And that's a lot of what we talk about here on the Growing in Grace podcast. It's all about God's grace and the life of Jesus Christ in us. Did I hear you say hello Hello. to open up the program? Hello. I don't know. Did I I say that? Is that like empty teaching that you hear in church? I mean, (laughs) hello. Hello. It reminds me of, for those who have seen the movie, (laughs) Uh Christmas Vacation. (laughs) Remember when they were sitting down at the table? And whoever cooked the bird cooked it too, <laughs> right. too much. It was burnt. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of Christians get burnt too. So the church people, they sit down at the table and they're getting ready to try to eat some some nutritious turkey or whatever. And <laughs> and they went to go cut into it. And it basically kind of just exploded or yeah. opened up. And there was really nothing there but bone. And it looked, it looked from outside, from outward appearances, it looked so good. It looked oh, like, yeah, oh, this is going to be, yes. be a great meal. And then, yeah, I stick the knife and fork in there. <laughs> just all fizzles out. Yeah. And they kept eating those bones or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Crunching on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that just reminds me of a lot of that, church people, man. There's there's some meaty grace to be had. Right. And you don't have to sit there just eating bones or crumbs from the table. Yeah. So uh, That's a really good analogy. Uh, yeah, it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hollow teaching. So let's try to help you get away from some of that today. There's this group out there in the church, and it's it's pretty widespread. They want to say something like grace is a good thing, and they'll give lip service to it. But then they'll talk about normal, regular grace, and then they'll talk about something that's supposed to be a bit on the negative side. And they might refer to that as easy grace, cheap grace, and a popular term these days has been called Hyper grace. These grace people like uh, Cap and Joel and uh, some others out there are uh, perhaps many of you listening. You, you hyper grace people, you've taken grace too far. You've taken it to an extreme. It's a dangerous teaching. It's going to lead people to sin. And you need to be careful of that stuff. It's departing from the faith. 
If you missed last week's program, go back and check it out about the tickling of the ears, itching ears and so forth. We tried to use that program to lead into this one. And so these are the things that people are talking about when they refer to hyper grace. And uh, we want to try and put a stop to this because it's absolutely ridiculous that you would have church people warning you about grace. I mean, stop for just a minute and think about that. (laughs) I mean, there should be all kinds of red flags going up here, Joel, when the church of Jesus Christ is warning people about a dangerous teaching in regards to grace. This is just one of the silliest things I've I've ever heard of, and I I don't know if it's going to take one or two programs to get through this and and address the absurdity of this sort of thing, but let's get into it. Um, Yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, it's where you were, what you were talking about is the, these people that accuse us of teaching too much grace. I think that they have not really heard all of what we say. And, and I think they also have what I've called in the past an anemic view of grace. I think in many cases, their view of grace is that, okay, we're saved by grace through faith. Yes, indeed. Apart from works, we're saved by grace. Yeah, they'll say, I'm not saying that we're not saved by grace. They'll say that, and they'll agree that we're saved by grace. But that's where grace ends, basically. It's like, okay, so we're saved by grace, but, and there's that grace but ministries that we've talked about in the past here on the podcast, but you need to do X, Y, and Z, basically, in order to make sure that you're still saved. And if you don't have certain fruit or if you don't have certain works, then, well, you you should really question your salvation. And then it becomes really, well, okay, so you're not saved by grace. You're saved by grace plus making sure that you have done something. And so anyway, they have this view that grace, okay, and then when you sin, okay, then you can turn over to God's grace and and sure he'll forgive you. They just have these different views about grace. And so when they hear us preaching so much grace, they think that we're just teaching that you just go out and sin all you want and then God's grace will cover you. God's grace will cover you. There, so there's all these different views. And, and again, I don't think that they hear all that we're really saying. They have their own idea of what grace is, and they think that that's what we're saying. And we're saying that grace is so much more than just for that initial moment of salvation. Yes, we're saved by grace, but also the whole entire rest of our life in Christ is lived in God's superabounding grace. You know, Paul had said that the law had entered, that the offense might abound. That's one thing that they don't really pick up on either. The law came so that sin might increase, not decrease. But then Paul said, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. And the word that Paul uses there in the Greek is hyperperesio. I don't even know if I can pronounce it. Let me just see here. Hyperperesio. There, I got it from the (laughs) internet there. Hyperperesio. That's it. That's that wasn't me. That was somebody else. But uh <laughs> bless you. But uh, that word means hyper. It mean it means to uh, abound beyond measure, to abound exceedingly, to overflow, to enjoy abundantly. Grace hyper abounded. We might say super abounded. So hyper grace is what grace is. God's grace hyperabounded. It's superabounded. Where sin abounded, grace hyperabounded. And and so 
we're not saying go ahead and sin all the more, because in that very same chapter, Romans 5.20, Paul goes on to say, shall we sin, continue in sin that grace may abound? Of course not. But when sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man, and the key phrase, if you walk away with nothing else to uh, to meditate on, grace abounded much more. Sin increased under the law and the commandments, but grace abounded much more. Repeat it, grace abounded <laughs> much more. Mm-hmm. So that, And that's a great point, Joel, so that this hyper-grace thing that is meant to be sort of insulting, actually in the Greek, as we just heard that man sneeze a minute ago, <laughs> Um, (laughs) sneezed out that Greek word. Yeah. Hyper is where we get that Greek word. Um, grace abounded. There's this thing where where people say, well, you're just going to give people a license to sin. There's something very important for us to understand that the scripture explains to us. We've already pointed one of those things out. How did sin increase under the law and the commandments? Sin increased. There is nowhere in the scripture, none, nowhere where you will find that grace causes an increase in sin. Grace does not cause an increase in sin. Never, never. And there's also, this may also come as a shock to you, there's also nothing in the scripture that identifies or defines something called a license to sin. Grace does not give a license to sin. Not ever. It's just not in there. It's just exaggerated. It's a myth. It's a fabrication. And it leads to fear and uncertainty, which is the very opposite of what the gospel of grace is meant to bring to us. So so people who bring these things up, it's just made up stuff. They'll tell you that grace is a good thing, but then they'll tell you to avoid, you know, getting too wild with it. You still need that balance. This all starts from a totally misaligned base of foundational doctrine that mixes law and grace. You can't be under law and grace. Paul said you are not under law, you are under grace. It's got to be one or the other. You can't have both. But the church, by and large, throughout many denominations, is based upon this. And, and so it's it's a little bit sad. So there's this fear of too much grace being birthed from this mixed message of, of grace and law, and it's rooted inside of all kinds of different church doctrines, and, and it's passed on to people. Listen, look, understand this, and, and I appreciate everything Joel said there about how, how grace does, does not lead people into sin. It, it, it just doesn't. People are free to make their own right or wrong choices. Listen now. They can make their own right or wrong choices. But— We should never, ever put the blame of sinful choices that people choose to make. We should never put the blame on grace because that's the equivalent of placing the blame on Jesus Christ. He is grace. He's the manifestation of grace. He's grace personified, and he's not the one causing sin. And grace doesn't cause people to sin. Here's what Paul said about grace. We've probably talked about this before, but he said this in Titus chapter 2. For the grace of God has appeared, and that appeared when Christ appeared, and it's bringing salvation for all people, training us, teaching us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. That's what grace will do. And for people to warn other Christian believers 
about having too much grace is to say that you can have too much of Jesus, and that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, and when you do that, you're quenching the spirit of grace. Let's contrast what you just said there from Titus 2 with what Paul said in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty six: The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin, or the power of sin, is the law. So if you want sin to increase in the life of people, go ahead and preach law. <laughs> but if you want sin to decrease, what did Cap just read from Titus 2? He said, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. It's grace that does that. Grace upon Grace, Jesus Christ, it says, John, John, at the beginning of, as we wrap up today, John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, That's what we have in Jesus Christ, uh, the fullness of grace and truth. And we'll continue on a little bit more about this next week, hyper grace and the effects of of it, you see, you know, grace is not only just for forgiveness for sinners, but grace is actually what empowers us in our daily life in Christ. So we'll talk more about grace and hyper grace next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.